Hey y'all, welcome to Queen City Combos with A. King. I'm your host, Amaya King. Some of you may know me as the 2022 Miss Buffalo, which is a prerequisite to the Miss America competition. I am so excited to be here, but I first want to thank you all for tuning in. And of course, I want to thank Wufo Power 96.5 for hosting me and helping me create this platform and this safe space to share my thoughts, to share a little bit about myself, and of course, to share this with my community. You know, it's funny because a few days after the Buffalo shooting on Jefferson, I went out to lunch with a friend of mine. We went to Sugar D's and this woman who was in the restaurant took a particular interest to me. Her and I just started politicking, if you must. We started talking about the city and what was happening, and more importantly, what we wanted to see change in the city and how each of us had a plan to create change in our own respect. And that got me going, y'all. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I got really passionate and I started really talking passionately about my goals and about Buffalo and about Black people in Buffalo and helping Black people in Buffalo. And she just watched with amazement. And once I finished my little soliloquy, um, turns out this woman had a connection with the radio station and she immediately recommended me for a show. So I'm also very, very thankful to Donna Bryant. And I also want to thank God for giving me this little push to be here and for giving the confirmation that now is finally the time. I've wanted to do something like this for a while and I'm just so grateful that I'm in the right space and in the right place to finally be doing it. So for me, this show is really more so a safe space. I'm going to use that phrase a lot because it's a safe space for all of us. It's a safe space to, to share your thoughts, your opinions, your experiences, and of course, being yourself. I want this to be our podcast. It's our platform. And when I say our, I mean young black people in Buffalo, just like me, who are trying to do the same things as me, who want to help themselves, help their city and help their community. Okay, so we're going to get into a bit of more of who I am and why I do what I do. But before we get there, I really just want to tell you guys a little story. I want to tell y'all a story about a man who had a job. Every single day, this man would go into his job, and at the beginning of his shift, his boss would tell him, hey, make sure you finish all your work today, then you can leave. Each day, without a question, the man would work and work and work until each of his tasks were done. Then he'd clock out hours and hours later at the end of his day, tired and drained. He'd go home only having enough time to sleep, eat, and get up and do it again the next day. Then, as usual, at the top of the morning, his boss would say, Good morning. You can leave once all your work is finished. His boss would then hand him a list of tasks, and he would get to work diligently making sure every single thing on the list was done before he even dared think about leaving his job. He'd work and work all day until it was time to drag himself out the door, drag himself to the car just to take that long walk home, eat a lackluster meal, barely get any sleep, wake up and do it again the next morning. And then the next morning, he'd do it again and again. But one day, there was a sunny morning and he, this man wanted to enjoy himself outside. So he sees his boss and his boss says, good morning, you can leave once all your work is finished. Well, the man had the job for a while and he figured maybe his hard work paid off. So he asked his boss, hey boss, it's gonna be nice out today. You mind if I leave a little early? His boss gave him the most confused look and said, uh, you can leave when all your work is finished. 
So the man shut his mouth, got to his desk, and began working and working with no breaks until it was time for him to leave. Now it's dark outside, he missed all the sunlight, he dragged himself to his car, took that long drive home, ate that same lackluster meal, barely got any sleep just to wake up and do it again the next day. Some time goes by and the man comes into work and says, hey boss, my daughter's birthday party is today and I need to leave a few minutes early to get her birthday cake. The boss looks at him and says, huh, no problem, man. You can leave once all your work is finished. So this time the man thought he'd get ahead of the game, right? He starts to work as hard as he can to finish everything on that task list in the shortest amount of time than he's ever done since getting the job. So he takes no breaks. He works as hard as he could, finishing with just some extra minutes to spare. He goes to his boss and he says, boss, everything is finished. Can I leave now? The boss looks and says, hold on, fella. Did you see the back side of that list? The man turns over the paper, shrugs his shoulders down, and takes a look to see that another set of tasks stares back at him. He takes the list back to his desk, completes his work nonstop until the very last minute, just for him to have to drag his feet to that car, take that long drive home, eat that same lackluster meal, barely get any sleep, wake up, and do it again. Well, after months, Months and weeks and years of doing this, the man decided to do the unthinkable. This time, when he goes to work, his boss greets him. The man doesn't say much back. You can leave when all your work is finished. You can leave when all your work is finished. <laughs> you can leave once all your work is finished. You can leave when your work is finished. The mantra haunting him in the distance, yet he sat at his desk and worked at his own pace today. Moving slower than ever, he decided to pack up his lunch on his break and head out the door. This immediately put the fear of God on the face of his boss, but the man continued to walk. This time he wasn't dragging his feet, but he was walking with a purpose. He was walking right out that door. Once he got past the doors, he turned around to see that no one was chasing him to his surprise. Everyone at his job continued to work, not missing a beat in his absence. He drove himself home, ate a real good meal, got some real good sleep, and decided to never go back to that job. Do y'all know what the true meaning of Juneteenth is? You know Juneteenth wasn't the day that black people were freed from slavery, right? It was the day that we were told we were free from slavery. June 19th, 1865 wasn't our Emancipation Day because the Emancipation Proclamation had been signed two and a half years prior to Juneteenth. It took months after the end of the Civil War for Confederates to surrender and finally notify slaves that they were free. For years, this country has made promises to black people that most of us have no idea about. It wasn't until the slaves were told they could leave that they finally realized the freedom they had all along. I find this understanding to be deeply profound in a world where it feels like we're constantly waiting for our oppressors to let us be free. As black people, we cannot keep waiting for the oppressors to let us be free. We cannot keep waiting for the oppressors to give us freedom. We cannot keep asking for our freedom. We can't keep waiting to be told when we can walk out the door. At some point, we have to realize that the freedom we hold within is within us. We have to harness it hold it and stand side by side in the face of our oppressors together and then walk out the door.
You know, I've always had this weird affinity with New Orleans for some reason. Since I was a young kid, I don't know if it's the beads or the food or the jazz, the voodoo, I don't know, but something has always called me there. And last year, I decided to take a solo trip to New Orleans. And I visited the Laura Plantation. I want you to look up the Laura Plantation in Louisiana if you have the time, because I'm sure what I'm about to tell you is gonna raise a lot of questions about this place. The most shocking thing that I learned at the Laura Plantation was that this specific plantation inhabited slaves well into the 1990s. Yes, y'all heard me right. This plantation had enslaved people working up until the 1990s. How? I know you might be wondering how, but the answer is simple. They didn't know that they were free. They weren't aware of their own power. Their oppressors weren't letting them leave. Their oppressors weren't letting them have contact with the outside world. So for years, they lived in this box, this box that their own little society created for them, that their plantation, their owners created for them. They lived in this box being totally oblivious to the world around them and what was going on outside of that plantation. To me, that box is is a metaphor. That box represents ignorance, isolation, and incentives. And those three things, in my opinion, can keep anyone bounded to anything if you implement it right. That's ignorance, keeping us dumb, isolation, keeping us from one another, and incentives, giving us something that feels good to keep us quiet. It's a scary sight. I believe that your mind controls everything. And when I say everything, y'all, I mean everything. But that might be another story for another day. Seriously though, I wanna clarify that when I'm talking about freedom, when I refer to freedom, it's not being free from a plantation or free from a job. Freedom starts in the mind, it manifests through your body, and it's showcased in your everyday life. Think about it. Your brain tells your lungs when to breathe, it tells your blood where to go, and it tells your heart how to beat. Your brain needs exercise, just like any other part of your body, so that you can learn how to work with it and not so much against it. The only spiritual warfare that can occur is between your conscience and your subconscious mind. But once you can align those two and make them work and your greater good for your greater good, that's when you really crack the code to life. And I believe that meditation is that key to cracking that code. We know that we can't control people's thoughts and actions or what happens to us in the world, but we can control our responses to it. We can control the way we respond to people, situations and things that happen around us. The only way to gain that control of yourself is to be in control of your mind though. If your brain is consistently in a chaotic state, then nine times out of ten, so is your life. Once you master peace of mind, your life will mirror the same. Once you master peace of mind, that's when you begin to live a peaceful life. I'm going to say that again. Once you master peace of mind, that's when you can begin to live a peaceful life. So how do you master peace of mind, Amaya? I know. Right, You may be wondering what I mean, but in my humble opinion, meditation is the direct linkage to mental liberation, spiritual freedom, and peace of mind. 
Seriously, practicing meditation opens you up to the endless knowledge of the world and more importantly, the endless knowledge of yourself. And knowing yourself is the most vital, vital tool to navigating this world and society because once you know yourself, you are unshaken. And when you're unshakable, you are a force to be reckoned with. Trust me, I know this. And it's not just my personal testimony, but it's the same testimony of hundreds of people that I've helped in guided meditation with my business, Oye, out your estimate. Oye is all about breaking free from the barriers that other people have placed on us in society. You know, Yoruba is a Nigerian language, religion, and culture. And in Yoruba, the word Oye actually means understanding. I started Oye about a year ago and I've since held over 75 guided meditation sessions throughout the city. I've helped over 300 people on their personal journey to freedom and peace of mind. In the song Bigger by Beyonce, we're going to do a lot of Beyonce quotes here, but in the song Bigger by Beyonce, she says, step out your estimate, step into your essence and know that you're excellent. Rise. Step out your estimate, step into your essence, and know that you're excellent. Rise. Did y'all feel that? Because I felt it. (laughs) This is what Oye is all about. It's about understanding yourself so much so that no one else can define you. Stepping out the box and releasing any limitations that the world has placed on you. Oye is all about walking out those doors and never looking back. As a certified life coach and mindful meditation instructor, I've been able to create a trauma-informed curriculum of guided meditations that help you understand your social-emotional well-being and, more importantly, help you understand yourself on a deep spiritual level. I offer these guided meditations free at Hoyt Lake in Niawanda Park throughout the course of the summer with the the goal of helping as many people, as many of my people at least, liberate themselves, free themselves so we can free each other. Even if it's one mind, one person at a time, y'all, I understand that the more we free ourselves individually, the easier it is to help others do the same. And one person here can help another person there and so on. To me, the source of our lives is our minds. The source of freedom is within us and the source of power is in community. That's why Oye sessions are all about healing with the community, all about group healing and group activities that encourage you to be vulnerable, encourage you to be mindful and to lean on your brother or sister, to lean on that person who may be next to you for help and support. Like I said, I started Oye about a year ago, but I began meditating at the beginning of COVID. I had a personal goal that I no longer wanted to let anxiety and fear rule my life. I was the type of person where I wouldn't go to the grocery store or restaurant anywhere by myself out of anxiety, honestly. But like I said, at the start of COVID, I set this goal that I wanted to be able to feel safe and comfortable anywhere I went. And I knew that that would take long practice of meditating and grounding techniques. So I decided to go to Hoyt Lake every day almost throughout the summer meditating. I would set up a hammock put some blankets down, turn my music on, have a water bottle and do my thing. And I'm not going to lie, y'all, it was super hard at first. I'm not going to act like I was able to just 
close my eyes and start transcending into time. It was very, very difficult to stay focused and present when you hear bikes going by, you hear babies and dogs and people walking and birds and trees and planes, everything going on around you, trying to focus on yourself and focusing on your breaths. That was really hard for me. So my first few months of meditating, honestly, was my eyes jumping up and down, my eyelids twitching, me not being able to have that calm and contentment for a while because I was working towards it. And this is something that I reference to all of my clients when meditating, that meditation is a journey. I know I cannot hit the gym and start squatting or pressing or lifting no 300 pounds. That's just me. That's because I don't exercise regularly. What I do exercise is my brain and I'm gonna work on the physical. But for now, what I'm saying is that meditation is a practice you have to build yourself up to be able to do. You will probably not be able to just close your eyes and feel absolute total peace and that's okay. That's because the world has placed so many things on you and so many things in you to stop that from happening. But if you have the goal, in mind, if you have the desire to know yourself, close your eyes and you will, I promise you, you will find exactly who you are behind your eyelids. So back to my original story, y'all. What I was saying was I started this meditation on myself and before I knew it, people would join me. I'd open up my eyes and there'd be a stranger sitting next to me. And I'm like, whoa, that person wasn't here when I first started meditating. And this happened more often than not. So. As some time went by, I decided to make a poster. I made a, a poster that said free meditation. And one Sunday I went out to Hoyt Lake and I sat that poster up with my blankets. I had water bottles for people and a signing sheet. And that was my first official OYA session. There were over 20 people there. And I'm not gonna lie y'all, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just saying affirmations that I told myself in meditation over and over. And I didn't realize how many people needed to hear those same affirmations that I needed. I didn't realize how many people had the same trauma as me. And you don't realize how connected we are as humans and as, as a society until we come together and we have those moments of clarity. Until we come together and we share our experiences like we're doing here on the podcast and opening ourselves to being able to heal and learn from one another. So I'm so grateful for this, this journey of Oye taking me through what it's taking me through because I've I've truly been able to find my purpose and I've truly been able to find my people, right? Because the people in my meditation sessions have become more than just clients. They're friends, they're soul family, they're my tribe. And I would love for all of you to be a part of my tribe one day because as Miss Buffalo, I really do wanna bring the Oye community to as many places and as many spaces as I can while also building it up to be bigger than it's ever been. That's why I've accepted this calling to assist as many people as possible in freeing themselves and freeing their minds through meditation because I understand that it's not just about preaching it, but actually teaching it. And I live this, I do this. Um, this is very close to me. Like I said, I am now certified in mindfulness. I'm certified in meditation and I'm certified in life coaching because I've accepted the path that God has called me on and it feels so good to be walking it. If this sounds like something you're interested in, let me teach you. <laughs> you can find the full schedule for our OEA free meditation sessions at outyourestimate.com or you can follow us on social media at outyourestimates. Before we head out, y'all, we are going to practice a moment of mindfulness together. So whenever you all are ready, I want you to close your eyes wherever you're at. 
unless you're driving. <laughs> and I want you to take a deep inhale and exhale. This time we're gonna count our breaths. We're gonna inhale for three seconds, hold it for six, and exhale for nine. And one last time, we're gonna inhale for one, two, three, hold it, one, two, three, four, five, six, and exhale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Ashe, Ashe. Once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And of course, Wolfo Power 96.5 for hosting us. I am so looking forward to growing this safe space for conversation and candid discussions, real talk. If you have a story you want to tell, an experience you want to share, or even if you just want some advice on your healing journey, I'm definitely going to open the lineup for calls soon. So I would love to exchange energy with you all and chop it up over the phone. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone, for being here. You can catch Queen City Convos with A-King on Anchor FM every Wednesday at 6 p.m. I appreciate y'all, and I will see y'all next week.